Morning. Oh, it's just nervous. Anyway, right, let's get on. So, um, yeah, for those who don't know me, my name's Craig. Um, for those who don't recognise me in long pants, um, <laughs> I'm still Craig. Um, so I thought this morning I would just share a little bit about our testimony on how we moved to South Africa, uh, from South Africa to New Zealand. Um, and as Lyndon said, so we, we were the first South Africans here under Drain Hannah, which is really cool. And we've really watched the church grow quite a bit. And when we first joined, uh, we were both, Vanessa and myself were in Sunday school. When we first joined, there were five kids. It was Bryn, our two girls, and Isaac and Luca. And uh, five gone into about 50 now, which is quite a big growth, which is cool. Yeah, slight big growth. Um, right, so I will introduce you to the family, if this works. It's on. There we go. Right, so this is my awesome family. We've got Vanessa and the younger one being Sarah and Amy, who I'm sure you've seen around. And, yeah, I'm just going to get into my story. So I am very grateful to my parents that I had the privilege of growing up in a Christian household. And I've, you know, gone to walk with the Lord and just spent, you know, my whole life being involved in Christian activities and seeing how God, you know, just moves and, and does awesome things. However, I think with a lot of us, or mainly just me maybe, is it's only when you really need God to pull through on something and you really test them that you get to know God on a different level. So for me, for the first X amount of years until we moved here, I sort of just coasted as a as a Christian, which was going to church and, you know, did, didn't get up to anything wrong, um, but just coasted. And it was only when we moved over, or in the process, um, did I really need to lean on God. And um, so let's go back to the initial process. So we had to go through immigration agents, and my initial meeting to them was I needed four weeks to come over here and look for a job. Um, I was currently working at the time, so I said, that's not going to work for me. I'm going to do it in two weeks. Um, so I set up a whole bunch of appointments with recruitment agencies that when I landed in Auckland, um, that I'll be able to just go out and see them in the first week. And again, maybe just me, I'm not sure if anyone else does this, but you pray to God and he opens up this door for you to get moving and then you leave him at the door. And then you say, actually, no, I've got this. I can go and do it. <laughs> and, and that's what I did. We prayed about it and we said, yep, we, we're going to move to New Zealand. I'm going to set off. And I was like, yep, I'm, I've got this. I'm stubborn, so I tend to, to do that. Um, so in my first week of being here, I haven't got the timer on. I'll just have to keep this on. So in my first week of being here, now I've come from, for those of us in South Africa that have come here, I've come from Durban, which is really hot. Um, so it was winter in June um, 2013, and I came over and it was pretty cold in Auckland, and it was raining. Um, so I spent my first three or four days going into the Walton car park, going out into Queen Street, getting wet, going in for a recruitment agent meeting, and yeah, I spent three days doing that. And for those who know me well, will know that I'm very patient, not. Um, so after I'd been to a meeting with a recruitment agents, I'd be waiting for the answer that afternoon to say, hey, you know, because you keep telling me that I'm 
I've got all the qualifications, I'm good, but n I'm not hearing anything. And knowing I've got two weeks, it's pretty cut time. So for the first three days, and I was really stressed about you know, where this is going, um, you know, I'd walk around the streets praying and going, look, if I'm meant to be here, you need to you know, make this happen. Um, and then to top off that week, I get really stressed. And um, to top off that week, then I was doing a FaceTime conversation with Vanessa on, on FaceTime. And um, we were busy chatting. And next minute, there was screaming. And I, she, she had to go. And what had happened is um, Amy was only two at the time. And she had taken one of those little straws with the little windmills on. And she had turned it upside down. And then as she sat down, it went straight through her palate. So I'm sitting on the other side of the world in a different time zone with Vanessa's now just literally left FaceTime running. And I'm sitting there going, what is going on? Like, you've just left me hanging and I don't know what's going on. So Vanessa then rushed to my parents to, Amy had to be admitted to hospital for CF plastic surgeon just to sort it out. So I'm sitting here, I'm stressed about, you know, what I need to do and now this is going on at the same time. And I'm like, really? Like, you opened the door for me to get here, and now you know, there's this stop that you're putting in place, and you're really making it hard for me. Um, so on that first week, on that Thursday night, um, or in New Zealand was Thursday night, so early morning Thursday in South Africa, um, Vanessa and I just prayed about it and said, look, we really need to, you know, if this is meant to happen, you know, we need to actually give this over to God. Because at the moment, I'm just trying to do it on my, on my own, on here by myself. Uh, but actually, God's here with me. So I need to just you know, put my trust in God. And um, this is one of the verses for me that really comes out. Is trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your, on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. And for me, that is it. It's trusting in God that he will, if he's put you in a place and given you the opportunity to get somewhere, he's going to make it happen but you just need to trust him to make it happen. Um, so, yeah, we went, I went to sleep that night, prayed to God, said, look, I've now only got a week and a bit. It's coming to a weekend. Nothing happens on a weekend. Um, we really need to, you know, I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to hand it to you now because if it's meant to be, it'll happen. So I went to bed, and by the time I woke up in the morning, um, I just had this thing which is unlike me. I, I'm very planned. Like, I have... A structure to everything. It needs to work like this, yep. and <laughs> and for some reason, I woke up in the in the morning and um, I just had this thing to you know search Google for the job. I'm like, really? I've done everything. Like I've teed up recruitment agencies. I've gone down that road. Google's not going to work. Like why would I Google that? So anyway, I just thought, I'm just going to Google. So I'm in IT, so I do ELP manufacturing systems, and I just Googled ELP systems Auckland. And this list came up. I thought, man, I don't, I don't phone people at the blue and just say, hey, this is me. That's, that's not me. So anyway, that's exactly what I did. The first company that came up on that list is I gave them a call. And I got through to a guy, and I don't know, yeah, I don't know who's on that side of the phone, and I said, hey, this is my story. I'm from South Africa. I'm looking for a job. This is what I do. And um, it turns out that I was speaking to the owner of the company. And at that point, he said, actually, my support guy has just resigned, like, two days ago. And I don't have anyone else. So that's what you do. Why don't you come see me? I was like, 
really? Like, how does that work? So anyway, that was the Friday morning, and he said, come see me Monday morning, and we'll just see how that goes. So I came, and it so happened that where I was staying in Auckland, this company was less than two kilometres away, so it was really close. I was like, that's, that's cool, I don't have to fight town, get wet again, I can just go there. So Monday morning I went to go and see him, and um, we sat and had a, well, about an hour conversation, and he said, look, I really like you. Um, is it easy enough for you to get over from South Africa? I said, yeah, look, we don't own a house or anything. I can, you know, we just rent in and they have sort of a one-month notice to, to get on. So I went to see him and he said, look, I really like you. I'd like you to meet my sales manager. Um, so I said, no, that's no problem. Come see me tomorrow. So we met at a coffee bar and had a bit of a chat. And um, from there, it just went him saying, yep, and I also like you. However, there is one problem. I was like, oh, here we go. Here's the curveball coming. He said, I have to, you have to meet the person that you report to. And he's not in New Zealand at the moment. He's in South Africa. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, South Africa's big. It's bigger than New Zealand. So, you know, cool. And that was pre, you know, COVID and all this stuff where no one was doing Teams and Zoom and all these good things. We were finding people. So, okay, well, let's, let me, let me tear it up with him and just see where this goes. So I got um, quite relieved in that, you know, the owner liked me, etc. So I just had to get one more person on my side and hopped on a plane on the Friday and flew back to South Africa with a bit of optimism that, you know, this could happen. And um, my, when I landed in South Africa, um, my future boss had contacted this person in South Africa to say, hey, this is Craig, you need to tear the time up with him, just have a telephone conversation. And we exchanged numbers. And it so happened that when I phoned him and I said, hey, okay, well, we should we meet? Where about in South Africa are you? I lived in a place called Montclair, and he lived in a man's Toti, which happened to be 10 minutes down the road. <laughs> so I was like, how does that work? Like, you've, we've come back to the other side of the world, and we're 10 minutes away from each other. So long story short, I met up with him and got offered a job in the early July, and um, so about a week after I got back, and in August, we moved over to New Zealand. So for me, that was like, wow, it's, and, and this is, is for me, faith in God includes faith in his timing. And for me, I'm very, because I'm impatient, it's, and we're in this world where everything's instant, so if I ask for something now, I want it now. Um, I don't need to wait. And that really, over the last sort of, 10 years of being here has opened my, has changed my thinking to, hey, don't be so demanding, put it in God's hand, and if it's meant to happen, he'll make it happen, don't force it. Um, and that for me, just that whole journey of us here was, was quite cool. Um, right, so we then landed up in Auckland for three years, and um, I had a conversation with my boss to say, hey, maybe there's an opportunity for me being down to Christchurch or somewhere else in New Zealand. And um, he said, look, we've got customers in, in, in Christchurch that would like to have people on the ground. So, yep, why don't you move down there? Which I thought was really cool. Yeah. God's got a plan. Um, we weren't really settled where we were. Um, always looking for where, where, where could we call home, where we could actually settle. So we moved down here and obviously found the church here, which was really, really for us a, a good bonus and a good, good one. Um, but... Before we, we'd come to the church a, a while, but we moved into a rental 
And this part for me is just how, so my initial part of the story is all about how I trusted in God to do stuff. But he's done so much over, I won't go into all those details, so don't have time about what he's done over the last you know, 10 years. But one of the things that I've really found with God is that he's really trustworthy and you can really believe in him, but he's got a sense of humor. Like, he can do stuff that you just laugh and you go, wow, that is so good, that's clever. Um, now, for me, it was when we first moved down, we had a rental in, um, in Rolleston on the other side. And Vanessa's sister had just moved to Auckland. Well, they'd been there for a few months. And um, she, or her husband, so Vanessa's brother-in-law, had gone to school with, with someone called Rob. So when we were moving to Christchurch, um, he knew that Rob lived in Christchurch. So I said, say hi to Rob for us. So I said, mm, yeah, it's not like there's not 10 people. It's quite big. So saying hi to someone, yeah, no, it's not going to happen. Sure, we all say it, but it's not going to happen. And we moved into the rental, and I got to know in the morning, yeah, I kept to myself, and neighbor was walking around, and we got a bit of chatting outside, got to know each other, just, you know, in passing, and was like, cool, he went back to his house, I went back to my house. And Vanessa being the, um, peop- someone who likes to bake for people and look after people, she decided she's going to make some cupcakes and take them next door to these neighbors, because I'd had a conversation. So off she went next door and she was invited in and she sat down and while, um, while they were chatting, Rob walks through. <laughs> and it just so happened that our neighbours was Rob, yeah, Rob and Wendy Green, <laughs> who they went to school with. So they got to know each other straight away. And for me, that was like God's taken someone from the other side of the world, brought them here for a purpose. Um, and for me, it's just like, God's mind, the way he works and he does stuff, just you know, blows my mind. Honestly, he blows my mind the way he does some stuff. And um, even to the, to the next stage where we were building a house, so we had to obviously move out the rental and we had an open home. So I went outside to sort of stand in the driveway while people were queuing up outside. And the first person arrived and a million questions, asked me heaps about the internet and this and this and this. And um, we then, oh, I can't remember the exact timeline, but there's a couple of weeks, and I was sitting in, this when church was just through there, and I was sitting in there, and I'm good with faces, just not names, and I happened to see this person, I'm like, man, I know that person, I've spoken to this person, who could it be? Like, I've looked at him, I know him from somewhere, and then we sort of had eye contact, and it turned out to be Stefan, like, <laughs> and it was just, we all landed up in the same church, um, and, you know, we live down the road from each other now. And Rob and Wendell and I connect group. So we've obviously made heaps of, you know, friends while we've been here. But for me, it's just you have faith in God to do stuff for you. And a lot of, you know, there's a lot of South Africans in our church who have probably been down this, this path of, you know, seeking God for, you know, to, to make things move. And, yeah, for me, it was just that was my turning point for changing the way I see God to say, hey, actually give it over to him and he will make it happen. And then just, you know, as I say, he's put so many, last story quickly, like I, I played golf last weekend and the guy I played with was like, when did you move to New Zealand? 2013. Um, where did you fly? To? Where did you land? Auckland. Oh, cool. Um, what month did you come? August. I'm like, oh, same. Uh, what day did you come? 
the 10th. Oh, so did I. Did you land at midnight? Absolutely. And we're just, you know, again, someone that's just crossed my path that it's the exact same timing. I mean, we went to say, like, uh, you know, what's your mother's name? Because <laughs> he looked like me. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, for me, that's my message this morning, just all around, yeah, just putting your, your trust in God, your faith in God, and his timing. Like, don't expect things to happen. We, we did a lot of connect group have chats like that. You just, you cannot expect it to happen. It's not your timeline, it's God's timeline. That's me.